This is Smash Mouth Richie Taylor. This is First Class Jet Ruger. This is Tony Philippe, one half of the Natural Classics. This is Tyson Baxter. This is Royce Chambers. Hey, this is one half of the MCW Tag Team Champions, Mitch Waterman here. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to MCW Wired. MCW Wired. MCW Wired. MCW Wired. MCW Wired. Welcome to MCW Wired, the official podcast of Melbourne City Wrestling. My name's Simon Tackler, my co-host is Nims Azor, and Nims, we are on the cusp of MCW Homecoming. We're finally back at the Thornbury Theatre, Feb 6. It's going to be huge. It is going to be absolutely mega. We've got the card is loaded. A three stages of hell match. Adam Brooks defends his MCW World Championship against Slex. We've got women's champion Avery. She's going to be making an appearance. The MCW Tag Team Championships are on the line as the Brat Pack put their gold up against the Natural Classics. And we have got a mega match which has just been announced. A four-way match with the winner securing the number 20 spot in the ballroom brawl. Tyson Baxter versus Richie Taylor versus Royce Chambers versus Emin the Kid. And I'm highlighting that last name for one reason, because he's our guest this weekend. I don't know about you, Son, but uh, he seems to be a bit of an enigma, but it's a hell of a story. He's got a unique story. We've had so many talent on the show tell us that they started young, they grew up watching wrestling, and they eventually worked their way into MCW. This guy has not only done all that, but he did it starting in Malaysia. He's yeah. so young. He's already an owner of a wrestling promotion. He runs a wrestling school. He's, he's wrestled Robbie Eagles. Well, he's wrestled Robbie Eagles on in two countries, like in two continents. He is an absolute superstar. 2021 is going to be massive for the golden boy, Emin the Kid. It's so cool to have him on. Emin the Kid, welcome to Wired. Thank you so much for having me. Do you like these guns? I was about to say I didn't. I didn't expect you to bring a tag team with you, man. <laughs> so, Evan, man, just to, just to welcome to MCW wide. Very, very cool to have you on board, man. Exciting that you're going to be in a four way match uh, for a title shot uh, at Ballroom Brawl. This is going to well. The winner gets the number twenty spot in the Ballroom Brawl, but it's you versus Tyson versus Richie Taylor versus Royce Chambers. That's coming up at homecoming. But first off, let's rewind just a little bit to 2020. Now, you first jumped on board MCW in 2019. Completely mm-hmm. tore it up, too, I should point out. MCW 9 was one of the greatest uh, three ways I've ever seen. Your bout with Robbie Eagles, a classic. And then all of a sudden, 2020 turned itself upside down. How you been keeping busy, man? Especially since you know you can't go back home to Malaysia and you're trapped in Melbourne and trapped in one of the harshest lockdowns in the world. In the world, yeah. oh man, ah, <laughs> oh, it's been great. Honestly, being stuck in Australia at first, I was a bit iffy. I've always wanted to go home for the holidays, uh, see my mom, see my friends. You know what it is. But ever since the lockdown started, um, over the coming months, I started to love to stay in Australia. Kind of, kind of in a way, converse myself in the Aussie culture, this and that. And, you know, as months pass, I kind of not miss Malaysia as much as I was when the first lockdown started. And honestly, 
hands down, I'm having the time of my life in Australia. When lockdown started, I was, uh, you know, keeping myself busy with working out at home, uh, bought, bought weights. I, that was a scam, to be honest. That was a lot of money uh, gone. But, you know, do whatever it takes. Uh, stay fit throughout the whole time. And I kind of went bald for a bit. I shaved my head. I was, I was going through a kind of midlife crisis at 19 <laughs> years old. But yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about home. So, of course, we hear about some of the, you know, the international hotbeds of pro wrestling. We hear about Japan and the US and the UK and even Australia now. But Malaysia isn't really a place we hear much about in terms of like a pro wrestling scene. Not only are you from there and you sort of started your career there, but you have a promotion there too. Growing up though, what was it like? Was it common to be a wrestling fan? Is it popular there? How did you get into it? Right. So Southeast Asia, specifically Malaysia, um, everyone's crazy about wrestling. You go to a cafe, you go whatever, um, after hours for supper, there's always wrestling playing on the TV. There's what do you say, aunties, uh, old ladies, old men, they're just coming up, having coffee and just watching wrestling for those three hours. And, I, you know, in Malaysia, I kind of grew up watching wrestling. Um, even my grandma was watching wrestling uh, back at home. And that's how I kind of got into wrestling when everyone's just watching it. And I remember I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. So pass, pass my bedtime out, sneak out, crawl, hide under the sofa and watch bits and pieces of let's say, Rey Mysterio against John Cena. Uh, yeah, I've just been, I've been watching wrestling since I was eight. And, you know, uh, the dream, the idea of having pro wrestling, uh, pro wrestling scene in Malaysia was, you know, kind of insane at that time. Because we're smaller guys where, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that there's still pro wrestling in, in Southeast Asia but we've been doing it for seven years. Uh, Malaysia Pro Wrestling has been running for seven years. Um, and also our friends in other Southeast Asian countries, such as Grapple Max, SPW, uh, Philippine Wrestling Revolution, the, we all kind of just work together to make a better scene for Southeast Asian wrestling. So obviously the, the Southeast, wrestling, Southeast Asian wrestling scene, and going on your story about it being everywhere, I remember on a trip to Sri Lanka once, I spent a couple of hours in transit in Kuala Lumpur. And as I'm in the, in the, <laughs> I'm in the airport and on one of the screens, so you've got all like, here's all your flights, here's everything like that. And then all of a sudden there's like superstars. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, did someone know I was coming or is this a normal <laughs> thing around here? So I'm glad to hear that that is very widespread in Southeast Asia. That's so awesome. But mm -hmm. so moving out, outside of those boundaries, what made you pick Melbourne City Wrestling in particular? Because there are so many great promotions across Australia and not just, and even in Melbourne itself, there's so many different outlets in which you can wrestle. What made MCW sort of like, the goal and something to try and make this your home promotion away from home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, before I moved to Australia, I searched up Aussie Australian wrestling. And the first match I saw was, um, I think it was Robbie Eagles against Adam Brooks for MCW. And just from watching that match, I knew that I needed to wrestle in MCW. I needed to be a mainstay in MCW because, you know, <laughs> 
honestly, MCW is the top promotion, honestly, to me in Australia, in Melbourne. And, you know, if I want to get eyes of overseas people to watch Southeast Asian wrestling and that know that there's wrestling in Malaysia as well, uh, me being the, you know, what's the word, the flag carrier of Southeast Asian wrestling to other parts of the world, I think that's kind of inspiring because I've, you know, I started at 13 years old and everyone uh, that joined uh, wrestling in, in Malaysia, they all told me that they're one of the reasons why they joined wrestling to become a pro wrestler was when they watched me and they said that, you know, if I could do it, they could do it as well. Well, let's talk about one of the names you mentioned because you've got some in-ring history with them. So you went from watching Robbie Eagles on the screen to wrestling him in July of 2019 over in Malaysia. How did that all come about? Oh, all right. So when I made my Australian uh, wrestling debut, I think it was March or February 2019. It was against Robbie and JK Moody in uh, Adelaide. And after that happened, I wrestled him in my PW, uh, my PW fight back actually. And then I fought Robbie in MCW uh, homecoming. Um, but the fact that my wrestling debut in Australia was against Robbie Eagles out of all the people is still bonkers to me because why would a kid in Malaysia stand a chance against the Sniper of the Skies? Um, when it comes to Aussie wrestling, the first guy that pops into my head is Robbie Eagles. But I got to beat Robbie Eagles. And being able to wrestle, do that match in my hometown when everyone's supporting me and as well as supporting Robbie because he's Robbie, that honestly, that match kind of made people put their eyes on Malaysian wrestling. Because before that, maybe maybe a couple countries know a thing or two about my PW, but once that match happened, it just went viral, it just went crazy. And that's what I want to do. I want to get eyes on Malaysian wrestling. Listen up, fellas. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Back in the day, I used to have all these issues using different form of blades and trimmers and stuff like that. But those days are long gone because I've had my Manscaped packaged together for so long. I can't even remember what, what it was like beforehand. It is so good. This revolutionary Manscaped package has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so it reduces cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you could use it in the shower. Absolutely. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift. It's literally everything you're going to need to keep trimmed, cut free. And smelling nice down there, which is something we overlook and we shouldn't. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. I should point out when I'm talking about the perfect package, I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer as well. I mean, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not doing it on the smelliest part of your body? And come on, guys. You're nuts. They do stink. And if you're speaking of sweaty and sticky balls, I, for one, am very thankful for their Crop Reviver. The product, along with the Crop Preserver, 
keep your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. Mm. And these products are fantastic. They smell good. They get a real manly scent and it's very, very attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And we're in an Australian summer. We've been in lockdown for so long. We're finally out and about back in public. Make sure you're smelling good down there. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. I wish I had more pair of these. I've only got one, so I have to constantly wash them, keep them fresh. Do the rotate, yeah. They're so comfy. So it's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxes to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxes. I love them. This is the perfect gift. Actually, treat yourself. Get yourself the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. And then when you love it so much, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your friends. It is the gift that keeps on giving. And the best part is get 20% off and free shipping with the code MCW21 at manscaped.com. That's MCW21 at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Being that you are sort of the flag bearer for Malaysian wrestling, what was this? How was it? to get your first steps in Malaysian wrestling. If it's, if it's such a still the Australian wrestling scene, even though it's been going for so long, it's only just getting noticed. So I feel like it's probably bubbling like that for Malaysia as well. But before my PW came along, how did you even get trained? Like, cause I'm, I'm guessing finding a school was hard, if not impossible over there. Yeah. So when I was um, maybe 12 years old, 13 years old, I, crazy idea I was thinking of uh, going traveling to Singapore to do pro wrestling because they had a school at that time Singapore pro wrestling and they told me no you have to be 18 in order to start wrestling and then the year after that um, this guy called Shalkat um, founded my PW and he taught us from scratch 13 years old bumping on Muay Thai rings not even a pro wrestling ring on Muay Thai rings for a year and a half and that was (laughs) that's where I got to learn my basics and uh, as we progressed a couple years later um, a lot of people have come and go now it's mostly my mom and I running my PW we have a ring we have uh, multiple students now and I think we are one of the top uh, wrestling schools in promotion in Southeast Asia that Very is wild cool. that not only did you get to that point, but now you're almost, you know, running a promotion, running a school at such a young age. Yeah, that's crazy at 20 years old. I, mm. <laughs> it's wild. In terms of moving forward as a talent, though, do you feel like there's so much still left to learn? Obviously, being at you know, such a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad choice to start wrestling at 13 because <laughs> now I feel really old at 20, <laughs> at 20 years old. But uh, um. Definitely, I, I learned, I gained a lot of experience and knowledge over those seven years of um, training and wrestling almost everywhere I can go. And yeah, definitely, every day I'm learning new things. I still want to learn because even let's say you're 40 years old, there's always new things to learn. And I don't want to be, uh, you know, close-minded and, and move things away and say like, this isn't the right way, this is the right way. And in terms of learning from some of the talent here at MCW, are there any veterans or, or anything you've picked up specifically from the time in Australia? I really looked up to um, Robbie a lot. Um, you know, let's say you could even say every couple of weeks, I would go back to watch my match with him at MCW. 
and I would just study him step by step, slow the slow it down, watch every step he does, watch and try to incorporate those things into what I can do. And that's, you know, Robbie is something else. I, I aspire to be as good as Robbie um, as I grow older. So when you look at the track record that guys like Robbie Eagles, uh, or even, you know, Matt Silver, now Buddy Murphy in the WWE, those guys have gone on to, you know, dominate in the United States, in Japan, all of these other bigger markets. What I've really taken uh, from our, ch- our brief chat with you so far is you've got a real tie to home. Do you want to um, follow that path and try make it in those established markets? Or do you want to use your profile that you raise here to lift Malaysia to a scene that could be on par with Australia that makes this entire region a place where a guy like Will Ospreay go- goes and says, you know what? I don't want to go to the States. I want to come to Southeast Asia. I want to come to Australia. I want to come to this region. This is the hotbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I have my own goals of wanting to make it to, you know, uh, let's say New Japan, let's say that. I've always wanted to do that. But as well as my own goals, I want to raise up Southeast Asian wrestling to be on par with Australian wrestling, with British wrestling. And because I think there's a lot of hardworking people in Southeast Asia that have not gotten the opportunity for exposure. And I want to be one of those guys that helps them create the bridge to become um, mainstream. Well, you're, you've started to break down that barrier too, because I'll be honest, I didn't know there was much of a Malaysian pro wrestling scene. Seeing the match with Robbie Eagles, hearing about that he went over there, you're in MCW, it made me think, oh my God, there's you know all this talent that we don't know about yet. This Emin guy is amazing. Look at the things he's doing in the ring. So I think an important part of that though, this wouldn't be able to happen in any other era because of now social media, people take videos, they can share the clips. How important has it been for you? Because you've got a great profile um, online. How important has that skill been to sort of growing your profile, maybe quicker than it would have in a different era at such a young age? Yeah, um, you know, studying media in, in uni right now, kind of really helped me with how to manage my profile on social media. And as well as, you know, in this era, everything gets shared digitally. And, you know, being able to bring all these kind of people all across the world to Southeast Asia and also Southeast Asian wrestlers to other parts of the world is way easier than what it was before. And, you know, one big thing, one viral thing that could happen in, let's say, Malaysia can spread all the way to the rest of the world. And, you know, I'm very proud of my um, roots of Malaysian roots and Southeast Asian roots. And I really want people to get more eyes on them as well. So let's talk about Homecoming. That's coming up very, very quickly. Uh, February the 6th at the, at the Thornbury Theatre. It's the grand return. Um, 2020 has really robbed us of a lot of wrestling. So there's going to be fans that are very, very hungry to see you there. You're in a four-way match uh, versus Tyson Baxter, Richie Taylor, and Royce Chambers. You've tangled with Royce Chambers before. And I, I said at the start, the Intercommonwealth title number one contendership three-way that you guys were in at MCW9, fantastic. It was just, it was like watching a video game. That's how cool it was. But these are guys who have a bit of a profile. Like people know Tyson. Richie, I think he was there when the before the Thornbury Theatre was even built. And Royce Chambers, another guy like yourself, very young, very athletic, the, an immense future ahead of you. How much pressure does that put on you, especially being a return show, the 
the first th- thing back uh, after you know lockdown and uh, and the pandemic? You know, um, multi man matches I is right up my alley. You know, I made my NCW debut in a multi man match, the Air Force Three against Jet and Royce. You know, even though I didn't get the win, I feel like I was positive enough. I held up my own end of the bargain and I made a name for myself to be a homestay in MCW. And, you know, with the four-way match coming up at homecoming, you know, Richie Taylor brings the punch. You know, he has devastating elbow strikes. But, you know, the Golden Boy also has acquired the running elbow that I will gonna, I am going to use against Richie Taylor. Because, by God, if he hits me with that elbow... Sure as heck, I'm going to hit him even harder. And even with Royce and Tyson, they're fast, super fast, super quick. Uh, You know, Royce does flips that I can't even imagine anyone can do. But at the end of the day, I am very confident in my own skill set, my striking, my agility, my quickness. And I think I am going to win the match and get the number 20 spot in the ballroom brawl. And that's what it's all about, that number 20 spot in the ballroom brawl, which goes down March 13 at the Thornbury Theatre. One of the biggest matches on the MCW calendar every year, arguably the biggest in terms of the uh, amount of talent in there. Some of the legends of MCW have gone on to win that match and then, you know, become champions. The pressure of winning this match is there. But let's say you get that spot. Let's say you're in the ballroom brawl, number 20, you said multi-man matches are your specialty. What about a battle royal? What about in that setting? What could we see from M and the Kid? Well, that's a tricky question. I've not been in much. I think this is my first time in a ballroom brawl match. And I don't know what's going to come. I'm not sure what is going to happen. But if I get the number 20 spot, that gives me an advantage to get to win the match. Because I'm not going to lose anymore in MCW. Even though I lost in 2019, I swear to you, 2021 is the Golden Boys year. We had the Natural Classics on um, MCW Wide a couple of weeks back. And uh, the two things that the guys were really, really emphasizing about, much like you, they also scoured every single Rebel sport in any place that they could find gym equipment (laughs) and built their own home gyms and just sort of fed the hunger. But... Missing out on 2020 seemed to put a real chip on their shoulders. For you, after what you did in 2019, a lot of people might say that 2020 could have been the year that you had your breakout year. You're on the cusp of doing something great. Has that annoyed you that you've essentially had a year of your life taken away from you? Because in terms of wrestling wise, because you had all the momentum and when it comes to wrestling, momentum is everything. So do you feel a little bit more hungry? Do you feel annoyed that one year of your career has just gone to nothing? Oh, heck yeah. I was, I was disappointed um, for 2020. Uh, I didn't get to wrestle uh, any, any matches in MCW at all in 2020. You know, I was mad. I was sad. I felt a lot of feelings throughout the whole year. But, um, you know, with the inability to wrestle in 2020, and that also gave me a different perspective of, uh, you know, focusing on other things, other aspects of my life, uh, especially education like uni, and as well as focusing on my fitness and working out. And, you know, like compared to 2019 to 2021, 
I sure as heck look pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and not only do you look good, you said you've been working on the fitness, you haven't let that go away. But the other side of, you know, wrestling, of course, is the personality. It's everything outside of the ring. You've also started, or you did start, the Golden Boy Stuck in Australia video series on Facebook, which is a lot of fun. Are you in the apartment getting up to different shenanigans. What sparked the idea to just say, you know what, I'm going to pick up a camera and I'm just going to start having some fun? In my head, um, with the fact that, you know, wrestling was not a possible thing in 2020, you know, what are other ways I could stay relevant um, to the eyes of uh, Australian audiences or even the world? So I, I came out, uh, you know, I was watching a couple episodes of The Office with their like zoom-ins or whatever you call it. And, you know, I'm just thinking, hey, I can, I can probably do this. I can probably do something similar. Well, not with a whole cast, but probably just me and my girlfriend uh, staying at home, staying at apartments and just, um, you know, every week, uh, my brain slowly, I get crazier and crazy every week, losing my mind, not being able to wrestle, not being able to go home back to Malaysia. And, you know, this episode, I mean, this whole series, I don't even know where it's headed, but you know, spontaneous ideas are always the way to go. I love that mindset too, because you said earlier that, you know, you grew up watching wrestling with your grandma, just it's always on. And you thought, I'm going to become a wrestler. And similar there, you saw The Office on TV and you thought, you know, I'm just going to do it like a comedy video series. But it's that sort of attitude of just positive, staying positive, thinking I can do it. That's obviously led to you, you know, making it so far in your career at such a young age already how important is keeping that mindset of you can do things and just you know just do it because like if you don't have the mindset of like i can do this you know like f it i'll do it if you don't have that mindset you're not gonna get anywhere in life you're not gonna progress uh with anything at all because once you have that mindset like okay i gotta do something i gotta do something great that people will enjoy uh, I'm going to do something to keep people uh, talking about me, talking about the Golden Boy's name. And, you know, that's a great uh, mindset to have because if you're just staying at home, not doing anything, just sad all the time during lockdown, you're not going to do anything great uh, with your life personally to me. So with um, things opening up a little bit, we've, we're looking at a, a very bright calendar coming up for MCW in 2021. Obviously, Ballroom Brawl just on the horizon next month. We're literally knocking on the door of, um, of MCW Homecoming. There's a lot of talent in that locker room that uh, probably see the kid as a bit of a threat. Uh, do you have anyone in your sights to go, obviously, I know that you'd like to win titles. You want some gold around your waist. But at the same time, you mentioned I, what I really did like was you had a plan for Richie Taylor. You had a plan for Royce. Now, that's two very talented people in the MCW locker room. Who else in there are you going to put on notice? Well, you know, coming in as an outsider all the way from Malaysia to being in MCW on my first year of uh, wrestling in Australia, that's, uh, that's quite intimidating. The fact that whenever I walk inside the locker rooms, there's always people. I don't know if they look at me, um, if they see me as a threat, but I just have that sense of feeling that like I'm always on eggshells. You know, if I slip up and, you know, not do as great as I think I do, you know, someone else is going to take my spot and I can't let that happen because, you know, 
2020 was a wasted opportunity for the Golden Boy. I really thought that was going to be my year. But fast forward to today, 2021, I still think it's going to be the Golden Boy's year. And, you know, I don't have anyone in mind right now, but I would love to face anyone that would want to step up with the Golden Boy and see what they can do with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm too tired of flexing anymore, but yeah. <laughs> Well, you're in great shape. Of course, we know what you can do in the ring from seeing the videos. But going back, this was a question asked on Facebook. And I think it's a good one because you've got such a unique style. Judge Flabtake has asked, which wrestlers influenced your in-ring style? Ooh, top of my head, I would say um, Will Ospreay with the strikes, Robbie Eagles, um, Kenta, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, a bit of Rey Mysterio. A lot of bits and pieces that I incorporate to make something out of the Golden Boy. It's it's a good little melting pot you've got there. So, out of all of the the matches that you had in your career, yes, your matches with Robbie are something that you sort of hang your hat on. But is there one in particular that made you sort of go outside of uh, your highlights? I often put this thing: if you were to have a best of among the kid DVD. The, what would the matches be on there that we have to check out that the ones that you go yes these are my these are my dvd highlights check them out oh that's a tricky one but if it comes to 2019 i would really say my series with robbie both in my pw and mcw because that was those matches were the ones that made the golden boy you know a name in australia and even even the world, if it wasn't for those matches, I wouldn't be here today talking to you guys. I wouldn't be in a four-way match at MCW first show back uh, for this year. You know, I, I really owe it all to what Robbie has done for me in 2019. And I think without him, I wouldn't be as successful as I am uh, today. So you mentioned Robbie Eagles there. So you've faced him on his turf in MCW. He's faced you on your turf at my PW. Generally, trilogies need a big finale. Have you thought about uh, locking up maybe Ooh. one more time? I'm all ready for that. <laughs> I'm all ready for that. Whenever the time comes, I'm ready. We'd be looking forward to that. It'd be awesome. It's like a dream match waiting to happen. And speaking of dream matches, another question from Facebook. I like this one from David Fort. Of every wrestler ever, who would be your dream match? Anyone from history? That is a tricky one, but the one that always comes to my mind is Will Ospreay. Uh, you know, this guy is huge. He's, he's tall. You know, if I talk to him, I probably would have to look up. He's probably twice my height. But, you know, because of him, uh, you know, I... I got back into wrestling, watching him, uh, let's say him against Robbie, him against Adam Brooks, that made me fall back in love with wrestling. And that got my eyes on Australian wrestling as well. And that's always been a dream match of mine. So hopefully sometime down the line. We can only hope that would be awesome. An MCW dream match for the ages, but we've got an amazing match coming up. Like we said, MCW homecoming, Feb 6, Thornbury Theatre, Emma and the Kid, Tyson Baxter, Richie Taylor, Royce Chambers, so much on the line. The winner is going to get the number 20 spot for the ballroom brawl. Emma, we're going to wish you the best of luck 
We can't wait to see what crazy stuff goes down in that match. And uh, before we wrap it up, we'll just give you the chance, if anyone wants to get in touch and follow you on social media, where can they find you? All right. In order to find me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can find me at Eman underscore the kid for all social media platforms. And, you know, I'll see you guys really soon on the 6th of Feb. Before we let you go too, man, any chance of a season two of the Golden Boy stuck in Australia? Maybe once the borders open up, we get the Golden Boy back in Malaysia. (laughs) (laughs) Season two. You just got to wait and see. You got to wait and see. Ben, you know, I'm not going to be holding my breath for season two of uh, the Golden Boy Trapped in Australia or the Golden Boy Adventures wherever, but I am going to be absolutely pumped to see him do his best in the four-way match to get that number 20 spot in Ballroom Brawl. Ballroom Brawl also just around the corner too, but let's talk about MCW Homecoming. It has been a hot minute since we have been at the Thornbury Theatre and I cannot wait to get back there. And a match that we know is going to tear the house down is this four-way. If you've never seen Evan the Kid in action, he is going to blow your mind. There's a reason why he's put Malaysian pro wrestling on the map. There's a reason why talent from around the world want to get in the ring with him. And there's a reason why he's been given this massive opportunity to get that spot in the ballroom brawl. He is one to watch for 2021. And what a great guy. What a great interview. Hope everyone enjoyed that as much as we did. Funny cat. He seems like a great guy to just uh, have a have a catch up with uh, outside of the ring. But considering the fact that he's only still nineteen, I look forward to seeing so much of him in MCW. And uh, I'd love to be able to see what the guys in Malaysia can do because I love how he flies the flag for not just Malaysian wrestling but Southeast Asian pro wrestling too. He's really a, a trendsetter. And uh, man, are we lucky that one we have him in MCW and two. He loves being in Melbourne so much. That's right. He's like now a full-fledged member of the MCW roster. I think 2021 is, like we've said, it's going to be huge for him. We can't wait for MCW Homecoming at the Thornbury Theatre. It's going to be awesome. You know we're going to be there. And if you want to catch up with MCW Wired, go back in the archives. Check out the controversial episode with Adam Brooks and Slex that's kicked off the three stages of Hell Match that we're going to see at MCW Homecoming. Check out our chat with the natural classics and all the other great talent we've had on the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and anywhere you find great podcasts. Maybe check out the Slex and Adam Brooks individual episodes because uh, the one where we had them together didn't quite go as we planned. Yes, we're getting a great match out of it, but yeah, it went off the rails very quickly. But there are still plenty of other great episodes. But yes, if you want to be part of the conversation, use the hashtag MCWWide. But we will see you at the Thornbury Theatre for MCW Homecoming, February the 6th. Can't wait to see you there.